This episode of Las Chicas del Crime contains explicit content not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hola, you are listening to Las Chicas del Crime, a podcast where tres amigas sit down and talk all true crime for Hispanic and American crimes. ¿Quién somos? I'm Osa. I'm Kat. And I'm Jen. Y somos las chicas del crime. Hola, chicas. Hola. This is another episode from the Weekend Madness. Madness Weekend. Yeah, Chicas Weekend. All the chicas thing. And tomorrow's uh, Monday Madness. So y'all know what that means. New episode. So we really hope everything that we put together this weekend, as you listen to it, that you love it just as much as we loved recording it. Because we had so much fun this weekend. Kind of sad since the last one of this weekend. We went so hard. This is like, what, case five? It is. Yeah. Five cases in two days, y'all. Well, we did that shit. For real, it was fun and with new things. Yeah, so Yasha here is real crisp because this is a crispy crisp, a crispy crisp uh, mic provided by Jen AA. Okay, <sighs> it's a cute picture. We got our shirts. Yeah, a lot of success this weekend. We sure did. For real, big fat, big money, big money, big 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 big. big. <laughs> So now it's my turn for the last case of the weekend. Uh, and, and actually, I don't even know how we're going to put these out because we keep saying like this is going to go first, it's going to go second, but well, we're still going with our regular schedule. Right. But these are just going to be coming out when they come out. Yeah. Still, like, uh-huh. yeah. Just as like as we're recording it right now for us are different than how you guys will hear them, but you know. But you guys will, if you hear not, everything. Y'all listening, y'all yeah. going to be able to put with it. But y'all I just thought it. about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. So, Entonces, my case, vámonos, Kat's case, it's, ¿Quiénes somos? Oh, right, right. It's because <laughs> oh, since we did the recording. I know, right? Like, I was like, oh, we don't need to put that Yeah, you're right. Always. And not even just that, because we already started talking, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we don't need that. You're right. Because, again, like I said, we could always just. Right in the beginning, it. like, it's like, details. But right in the beginning, and then, boop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do we want to do it? No? We can. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Me first? Oh. <laughs> I'm Osa. I'm Kat. And I'm Jen. Y somos las chicas del crime. Woo! I honestly feel like that's the best one that we've done. Yay! 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 Yeah, we killed that one. Yeah, that was fucking... Yeah, I might hear that one <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> I think that is it. We yeah. finally, I feel like today, um, this weekend, we made, like, a lot of, like, that's it type shit. Yeah. Um, we that have, was it. That was that, the one. Y'all that gonna, was the one. I want the other one for that one, but this one to be, like, the one we keep, because that one's good. I want to yeah. give her her oh, little yeah, shine. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> her little shine. She was a big part of our weekend. Oh, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, she can be. She's overwhelming. She's loving, but she's overwhelming with her love. I was going to say, she could be the pet, but. We have pets too. So we have, we have a lot of pets. Yeah. In Las Chicas and Crime Family. Yeah. We got we got two reptiles, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Leo, we my got, turtle. And Chamo the bearded dragon. Forgot. And then we got <laughs> three dogs um, on my side, and then Jen has a dog. So, so yeah. yeah pets thrive in uh, the Chicas and Crime 
Chico's the crime community. I'm a big uh, pit bull lover. Oh, oh and I'm also a plant mom because oh, we love our plants around here. Oh, all of that, all of that. Um, we try to actually, <laughs> you, me, and the girls um try, try to do like a cucumber didn't work. We try to do an avocado didn't work. But we're just trying to grow our own shit, so we don't need to go buy at the store. But right, don't have so green thing, the ability. Nah. I mean, I ain't even tried. But you like a girl that I'm dead. Uh, so, Kat. Yep. Where are we going? Where are we going? We're not going far this time. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm not like, too far. <laughs> uh, it's in the U.S. Okay. okay. It is not Florida, but it is the U.S. Thank God, not Florida. <laughs> it will come soon, though. I love, I love, love my hood. They're bound to hear. Yeah. A Florida one. Or a Florida man. Right. (laughs) Everyone knows them Florida man-woman stories, you know? But in my case, we are in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, Oh, shit. The home of King James. (laughs) Real, real. I don't know know nothing about Ohio, but (laughs) But that LeBron. That LeBron's from there. Oh, Which, my I mean, goodness. He's a pretty, you know, pretty, pretty stand-up. And not only that, like, that he's a, a like, <laughs> His hairline's pretty. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so wrong. God. Stop. Oh, no. Oh, so um, so I feel bad. like, you know, a lot of people have, like, growing up, they had MJ. You had to be a little <laughs> older to have seen Kobe. So, like, no, we, we, we kind of have LeBron. So, that's, that's our uh, R.I.P. Kobe. Yeah. So, like Mamba. I, I mean... Yeah, our generation got Co- like later Kobe-ish, like mid to late Kobe, and then LeBron. But I feel like the fact that we saw him retire kind of doesn't make him like on our time. You know what I mean, bro? A lot of people are, like <laughs> gonna be like, but yeah, I think you just made some people scratch their yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did she just say? Yeah, seeing him retire, I feel like uh, like to a point, seeing him retire made him older than like us growing but up. But he wasn't. Well, he was kind of. He was older. I, I didn't mean, say he's older. I'm yeah. saying seeing him retired made him like, like That's you know, what you're saying. We watched LeBron grow, grow in the, you know, in, in the um, and diminish from the Mamba. Oh no, no, I'm not saying we're not saying anything. I'm just saying like, he's like, um, I don't kind of like. Okay, I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan. Like we could say whatever we want, but we can't be like, oh, Ric Flair was far time. I saw the man wrestle, but yeah, he's, he's older. Like you know what I'm saying? Like for right now. I feel like a lot of people are gonna be like Roman Reigns, maybe. A lot of people don't like him, and I understand why. John Cena. John Cena, yeah, like John Cena. Like, oh. even like. I, bro, but. Can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we cannot see him. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of wrestlers from our time that aren't wrestling that much anymore. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we, well, like, I feel like uh, John Cena is gonna kind of retire when we're uh, like older and that's what I mean by like LeBron will retire when we're a little older that's just really what I mean. Yeah because it's like the same comparison almost because I remember when the Undertaker retired we were still pretty young but he was huge and, and in our time. Yeah yeah yeah. So I, see the same thing with yeah. I see what your reference was. Yeah, yeah. we watch wrestling over her. Oh, I'm, I mean yeah. I'm a well, big I'm match. Sure. Yeah we talked about You should about know it. have you listened to my first time. Uh, what was the name? Um, uh-huh. Have you listened yes. to La Mata Viejita? You know all about how also, hard been a wrestling diva. goes on and on over here. But, you know, I get a little weight. And <laughs> didn't work for me. So, we're in Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, 
okay i don't have to do literally my you know how like i always tell you guys geofacts look yeah. geo cleveland ohio uh, <laughs> i ain't gotta say no more y'all know y'all know come on it's in the u.s whatever you you, you learn history about the u.s in school east you know side, uh we are on the west side actually in this case well no i'm saying like east of the u.s oh <laughs> come on i was like wait a minute what when did <laughs> ohio move <laughs> You know what? It's 2020. Oh, yeah. At this point, yes. You know what? Ohio didn't move. <sighs> okay, so let's get into the case. Let's get into it. So at 2.04 in the morning on a very cold and snowy night in February of 2013, a 911 received the call for a female shot in the West Boulevard neighborhood. When EMS and patrol arrive, they find that the family's daughter was shot down in the backyard. She's rushed to the Metro Health Medical Center where she dies from her wounds. Oh, no, damn. Poor Namona. Yeah. sleeping? Well, she was trying. You don't see. Oh, um, Cleveland Homicide Unit is immediately assigned to the case. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Homicide is immediately assigned to the case, which is led by Detective Jamal Ansari. The victim in this case is Jennifer Zacarias. Ah, Jennifer. Bro, no one does research and type in Jennifer. Jenny. Jennifer. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm told this is going to be so weird. <laughs> she was a 16-year-old junior at John Marshall's high school, and she played on the soccer team. Or that. Sad. I know. Yeah, so sad. And it's gonna be even so much more sad when you hear how. I'm Why? so glad you didn't say sadder. I <laughs> so glad. No. Yeah, no, that's funny. I would have said sadder. Yikes. Sorry. No shame. Um, when Jennifer was shot, her family was home, and as soon as the gunshots went off, her dad immediately went to check on her in her room, but she wasn't there. He then ran out to the front of the house and he didn't find her there either, which is when he went around back and made the gruesome discovery. Jennifer was laying in the snow in a pool of her own blood. Oh no. She had been shot multiple times in the torso, neck, and point blank to the head. What the hell? But who the hell would want to shoot a 16 year old in this type of way? Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> Peladitos. Oh. And. That just like Colombian slang, a super young uh, kid. Yeah. yeah, you know. Okay, so detectives are able to determine that the weapon that was used to kill Jennifer was a twenty-five caliber uh, weapon after finding shell casings that were left behind at the crime scene. That same night, so obviously Jennifer's rushed to the hospital. Her family goes over to the hospital, and her cousins are back at home at the house. Um, oh, let me put this disclaimer out there really quick. Pretty much main of my, the bulk of the information and the research that I got for this case is from an episode of The First 48, because I need to put that out there a lot, because it was so hard to get a hold of information of the episode because i had already seen this episode on tv like months ago and like it was like before we started doing las chicas and i had a little cliff note that i was like chicas and like all these episodes that were coming it was like back to back first 48 yeah and then i'm like 
all of them were like semi-Hispanic people. And I'm like, okay, thanks. I'm just going to keep writing the names down, you know? And so uh, when I was trying to figure out who I wanted to do, I kept coming around cases that were like, they don't have good information. Those ones took me forever. And then finally, when I found this one, I was like, yes, I found all these articles for like after, but nothing for when the case really happened. Well, I'm going to tell you why, because first A&E, decided i mean they have every right because it's their show you know so like you can't watch anything about the case if it's not on that episode of the first 48 yeah but that's still like that's it's just not like there's nothing on youtube there's a press somebody should have wrote an article well there's articles like news articles um but like let's say what the show episode what the episode of the show is about like you can't find anywhere if it's not on the a and e website did you, did you what do you mean? Like words? the information that's given in the episode is not anywhere. No, else. like the actual footage, uh, like the actual show itself. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, like you can go on YouTube and type in like first forty-eight this or whatever show this and show. I know come no, not with first forty-eight because it takes you to the A and E's YouTube. I think it's because and you have the to. Type of show that it is. Well, maybe that's why. But it was hard. What I'm saying, I had to go on Instagram and like um survey people to ask them if they still had uh tv cable subscriptions so that i can get their information so i can log in to the a and e that's why i asked well see and i asked you back what you needed to watch because my brother had this subscription that could have given you the login because we have spectrum but you have to have cable already right for it to work which doesn't fucking make sense to me at all because it's like a basic channel so like why does it matter right and so um yeah so if you're listening and you follow me on my personal ig that is why i asked if anyone still even watch cable anymore and shout out to my beautiful kelly because she's the one who came clutch with the information and i was able to watch this episode so a lot of this information does come from there supported by articles found on the internet so um so uh when jennifer's and the family's back in the hospital back at her house are some cousins of her and the detectives are talking to them and asking them questions trying to figure out like what could possibly have led to this to happen so kind of like the main information they get from the cousins were that jennifer had snuck out of the house about one or two times before this was brought up because the parents made a comment of how they heard like a window open about five minutes before the gunshots went off. Mm. Then the gunshots go off. So that's kind of like where her dad got so alerted and like was like, mm, okay, let me go check on my daughter. And that's, you know, when he made the discovery. Interesting. Also, as far as they knew, Jennifer did not have a boyfriend at the time. Although there was someone she that they were that they knew. This is the cousins. The cousins only knew this. Um, that there was someone that she had been on and off for previously for a while. Um, so this is all the information that the detectives have at the time. The homicide team uh, goes and searches Jennifer's room for any clues that they're able to find to give them any leads on who could be the person of interest. Um, this is also where the window is at, where Jennifer snuck out, which is right over, kind of like, it looked like her room was like in a basement almost, kind of what it looked like. And then it was just like that window that goes That's out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a tight window. It's, it's a small window, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sticking out out of windows. <laughs> no, <laughs> we won't do it. 
if you know, you know too. (laughs) So while they're searching the room, they come across like a stack of papers in which they find a recent letter that Jennifer had written. In this letter, she was talking about, and I quote, how things have been bad and how things kept and how things kept getting worse. She says she gave all of she gave all to him, gave him everything just to get hurt, not only emotionally but physically. Oh no, okay. no, no, sweetie. The letter continues to say how, quote, I know I'm for sure having this baby. Oh. And Anthony Reyes tried to hurt me today. Oh, no. End quote. Anthony. Oh, <clears throat> shit. So she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I'm already suspe- suspe- suspecting. <clears throat> Tony guy. <sighs> this gives detectives the name of the first person they need to go talk to. And after looking him up in their system, they find out... Uh, who, where he's at, and that he's also a 16-year-old kid. I'm going to use the word kid. Um, so even though they have a name, they, you know, still don't know the killer, but you know how he's looking. He could probably have had an alibi yeah. of the time that this occurred. So they head out to find Anthony to talk to him, you know, ask him a couple of questions, figure out what he was doing, where he was at. Uh, when they arrive at his house, which is almost a, like, okay, so the 911 call came in at 2 or 4 in the morning. So by the time the detectives are at Anthony's house trying to find him, it's now like 9. It's now like 4 or 30 in the morning. He's not home. Interesting. But they do find one of his friends there. And they kind of, you know, persuade him to help them try to figure out where Anthony is. So he comes out and he calls, they get in the car and he calls him. He picks up. When Anthony answers, his friend asks him, you know, where are you at? And Anthony responds, quote, why is everyone calling me, asking me where I'm at? And then the conversation just ends a few seconds later. Like, they don't even find out where he at, where he's at. So Detective Ansari gives patrol a call so that they can come and help track Anthony down. Eight hours later, lead Detective Ansari receives a call letting him know that Anthony had been found at a friend's house. While there, the investigators search the house for any clues or any evidence that they could find uh, that can help, you know, uh, for Jennifer's case. And in the backyard, they find a small gun under a barbecue grill. And can you guys guess what caliber it was? 25. Yes, a 25 caliber handgun. Remember, why why people are so stupid? You take the goddamn gun. Why would you get the gun under? At the crime scene. Yeah. No, 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 no. The gun is not at the crime scene. The gun is at the house of the friend where they found Anthony. Even worse. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus. the worst. Yeah. Stupid. So he took it with him, and let's say, let's be a smart criminal here, not condoning. Uh, the trek that he took from the crime scene to the house had many opportunities. He could have ditched that, but he didn't. He took it with him and hid it in the back of the house where he was hiding. Smart? Not, maybe not, but. I don't know. Again, he's a pretty dumb, you see, 16-year-old kid. Ugh. So they bring Anthony back for questioning. And this entire part I actually have to play because it's, oh my goodness, excuse me, is the actual um, interrogation. Oh. 
uh, it's just a little small snippet, but I want you guys to hear because I can't, I, no, I want you guys to hear, hear him, hear him say this part. Uh, hold on. Just listen really quick. Let me turn this around by the way up. I called her <clears throat> told her I was coming over. And I heard like some people in the background. I was just asking her like, was she with and all that? And then like, she, she didn't want to tell me who. I know she was cheating. So then I hopped on the bus, went over there. Told her to open up the window. So then she snapped out the window. We was talking on the side of the house. Just got back to like where she with. She didn't want to tell me. So I just threw her down. She tried to like. She puts her hand up to her head and turns away from me. And I just shot her. Andrew actually shot her. What the fuck? Instead of you just going in through her window saying who the fuck she's with. Or stop being fucking crazy. She's cheating leave. The that fuck? too. That that also too. But I was just, you know, thinking the more reasonable option. The more reasonable. <laughs> no, no. The more reasonable, reasonable option would be to leave. Yeah. That is the most reasonable option. But I'm saying if you really want to know who the fuck she's with, it's just look. Right. Go through the window. So I shot her. Quote, quote, quote. So I shot her. What's his answer? That's his solution. That's crazy. So the interrogation, yeah. Go ahead. What if she wasn't even with anybody? What if she was watching TV? Or maybe it was her own fucking family that you heard in the background. Like, she lives at home with her parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could have been literally anybody. The TV, the family. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't shoot her because he thought she was cheating. He shot her because he knew she knew he was, she was pregnant. She knew she was pregnant. I can't talk. Oh, look, look. So that that was all I'm gonna play, but a little bit more of that interrogation Sorry. here. The so it continues and this uh and the interrogation of the lead detective. I'm sorry, and there's another, you know, every interrogation has to have two uh, detective investigators in there. So the other state investigator asks him, where did he put the gun? Which he answers he put in the back of the house, which is the gun that they found. So he's now admitting okay. that that is in fact his gun. And you know, I mean, at least he's being honest. Super honest, like he's, you know. Yeah, I did it. He was my gun. Was my charge. Like, so they ask him, how did he know that Jennifer was cheating? And he tells them, "Quote, because I just knew. I just know that she was." And then he like wipes tears away from his eyes. He's like crying at this point. Oh, okay. Well, a bicho. They ask him if he saw anyone else in the house with her. He shakes his head. No. They ask him if he saw anyone in the room. He shakes his head, no. They ask him, did you know she was pregnant? Anthony shakes his head, yes, and and tells them she was like four months or so. Yeah, he was fully aware she was pregnant. Fully aware. Oh my God, men. Children, excuse me. Yeah, Children. please. (laughs) Well, men be doing that. But yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Stable children slash men slash women slash everybody. Yes. Don't get the help. Yeah. Right. So within 11 hours into the first 48, uh, her case is pretty much solved. Well, I mean, yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. You got a whole you know? But of course, we're going to give you a little bit more. Oh, wait. There's <laughs> more. Yeah. Right. You know? 
Um, Anthony is charged with two counts of aggravated murder, both for the death of Jennifer Zacarias and her 15-week-old unborn child. 15 weeks. And he's taken into custody and held at the Cuyahoga County Juvenile Detention Center. Juvenile Detention Center. No, no, no. Put him in the real pen. Well, he's, he's, gotta, yeah, he's, he's being held there. Yeah, he's you, just you held. You always go to the juvie first, but, and then yeah. until oh. you go to court, then after court, mm -hmm. you get tried like a big boy. Well, yeah. I emphasize for the fact that, like, we're talking about a kid here, like yeah. a child, like the crime that just committed and the way he just described it, like, yeah, you know, I, I just shot her. I don't think he realized what well, what that is. Yeah, I, I, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, don't understand, like, the depth of, like, their actions and stuff. Later that day, the family, because, mind y'all, okay, so, shooting happened at 2, uh, by he's, two by, by 3 o'clock, it's solved. By late, late eight, 11 hours later, it's done. So then that night, it's just literally not even been 24 hours. Um, her family and friends, you know, hold the vigil for her. Her death was, I mean, when I say really, really unexpected, and it took everyone by surprise, especially her family, because her family didn't even, didn't even know that Jennifer had a boyfriend. Yeah, so like for them to even find out she had a boyfriend and then that like- And she was pregnant, she didn't know she was pregnant. Hey, no. Okay, that's parents. They didn't know. We need to be. But you also have to think. Some church. people don't show. Some people don't get morning sickness. Okay, which is fine. But I'm. I. I know for a fact. Like, you know, my mom's not even invasive like that. But she knew our periods. Like, you. If you share a, a bathroom with your family, you know when there's somebody's in their period. Like nobody realized that she didn't get her period for twelve months. I guess not. Oh, that's what I'm saying. We yeah. need to be a little more on top mm. of our kids. Yeah. So. So because they didn't know and because, you know, it just, it literally completely blindsided them. Um, so, you know, it was also unexpected on the family for that reason, but unexpected for anyone simply because even though, like I said, they were on and off, like at the time they weren't even together, you know, like mm -hmm. he, even though he was hitting her up, they weren't together and he was still like, Crazy. possessing over her Crazy. and suspecting suspecting her of cheating you know it sounds like he was just nuts because in her letter she obviously had voice that he had physically hit her right mm -hmm. so now we move on to the trial and sentencing part of the case mm, let's see let's see so again this happened in february when he was arrested and then he was charged with the two counts of aggravated murder later that year in september of 2013 he took a plea and pled guilty to aggravated murder and firearm-related charges, which meant he was facing life in prison with the possibility of parole after 23, 28, or 33 years. Like, that's what was going to have to be decided, which of the three he was going to... That's right, right, right. That's one of those three. Um, the following month, it was now time for the family to deliver victim impact statements at the Justice Center in downtown Cleveland. Her dad... Her dad, Pedro Zacarias, was one of the most impactful. So first, as he was walking up to the podium to speak, he passes by Anthony. He stops and turns to Anthony. He would have, he should have whacked his shit. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, so as he's walking past Anthony, he stops and calls him quote, a coward and stupid and tells him to, quote, stop that stupid smile. Because apparently through the whole time, 
fucking Anthony had a smirk on his face the whole time. Oh no. Of the entire thing. I'm obviously I'm not saying he's right, but sometimes things make you uncomfortable and like you kind of smirk. You know what I'm saying? So it's not always like he's smirking because of what he did, you know? Can't always be taken like that. I smirk and smile and laugh when things make me uncomfortable. So maybe he was just uncomfortable. I mean, I see what you're saying. But I still feel but, like it's actually yeah, nah. shit. Yeah. So uh and then he tries to launch at him, so the people at the courthouse have to hold him back so that he doesn't fuck him up all the way, <laughs> pretty much. So at the podium with his wife, just crying her eyes out on one side, and then there was an interpreter on the other. Um, this is what I got from the Fox 8 News article that Pedro said when he was at the podium. Shut up, tell us. I took my daughter. I took her in my arms. I realized there was too much blood. She had been assassinated, said Pedro Zacarias. Everything became dark. He continues to give a statement and says, this person has taken what was most valuable to us. To see him outside, to know that he is alive is more than we can handle. Um, so Anthony also had some words to say. Uh, he addressed the court and quoted some Bible verse and talked about forgiveness and said, quote, I pray every day that the path he chose isn't, he choose, he chooses, isn't to be spent, isn't to be sent to prison or my purpose in life is to be a prisoner. Um, the article then says he asked the judge to have mercy on him. Fuck that. He said, I was in love and I did make the wrong decision and I apologize for what I've done. But he doesn't address the family. He just, you know, addresses it out loud to the court. Yet, I feel like what you just, literally my notes say, I feel like, fuck that. <laughs> Absolutely. Literally, because I read in the Cleveland.com article that the investigators found a text message from Anthony, that night, that said, quote, so who was just over there? And if you lied, just watch what's going to beep happen. And what was the beep for? Like, well, the article said B, but watch was gonna probably say it fucking happened, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, a little bit. At I, least a I, little I was bit. It is, no, it is, but I just I don't believe that that people under age should be charged with adults, so like that's just my personal belief. Like, I mean, I see what you're saying. I think it's like on the crime, on the crime, at 16, kind of close. Uh, kind of close and premeditated. Though. He's threatening her. Right, but they're not fully developed. It doesn't I, matter. I, I, and I get that. That's fine. Everybody doesn't have to agree yeah, with yeah. me, but I do not believe that right, anybody that's your who's opinion. under yeah. 18 should be charged as an adult unless it's some shit where, like, you cut somebody up or something, like, more gruesome. Obviously, this is bad. I, I, this is murder. But I think it just depends on the way people, uh, they kill somebody that they should be charged as, a, as, a, as an adult. But I do feel like something like that, they shouldn't be charged because he used the gun to kill her? Yeah. Because the way, yeah. Because it's not as gruesome as other killing. But he's so I think it's pretty gruesome. I mean, he shot her point blank in the head. I get head. that. And like I said, you guys don't have to agree uh -huh. with me. That's just what I believe in. No, I'm just picking your brain because I, oh, you know, so it's just, I'm just interested in what the difference of how someone kills someone. I mean, because I feel like anybody could grab a gun and kill somebody. I don't think anybody could cut somebody up into little pieces. I, I think see. that's a that's a bigger farther into issue and um within your brain. I feel like if 
because even like no matter the age, if you kill somebody with a gun, even if it is like premeditated because your emotions are running high at that time, I think that you don't always uh, like it is a bigger possibility for you not to kill again. But if you chop somebody into pieces, you're more than likely like like I see what you're saying. That's just what I'm saying. And I just don't believe that that anybody under eighteen should be charged with adult. I will say this though. The, 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 with you saying that, the one thing as I was doing this research and watching this episode, when Anthony was arrested and brought in into the pre, to the homicide unit, he was interrogated by himself. He was 16. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure which the if it's different in Ohio. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't you know, right? Right? You cannot you cannot inter- interrogate a right? suspect under and, the age of eighteen without their parents present. And I try to. And I'm telling you, this is what I saw. It's not like I read. I saw this on the show. If you got cable, there's the only way you can go watch this. Go find the episode. I'm gonna tell you. Uh, I'll tell you the episode in a minute. Um, but it's just him in there. So as I was doing all this, I'm like, like it, it was just that moment of. But he's there by himself, you know, like that's one thought as I was doing this whole research that I was like, and I try to find if it was talked about, discussed, can anything be thrown out? Like, no, it was all like, it is what it is. And, you know, because usually that's not, yeah. that's the law, but so this is what I believe. The, so with the plea that he took, it was to plead guilty for him to get life in prison with the probability of parole to either be uh, after 22, 28, or 33. However, the Kuya, I think I'm saying this all kind of wrong, but Kuya, Kuya Huga, the Kuya Huga County Assistant Prosecutor had asked the common pleas judge Nancy Fort for life in prison without parole. But in the end, the judge ended up sentencing Anthony to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 33 years in prison. So he didn't get life without, but they gave him the most, the plea that he took was for, which was the 33, you know? Um, so little, the end, you know? I think, like I said, there's bigger issues with that. Why does a 16-year-old have a gun? I know. Why can a 16-year-old just leave whoever, wherever he's at with his gun, take a bus, go kill somebody, and, like, the parent, I'm not blaming the parents. I do think it's his fault he should be able to control his emotions and not kill people but i do think that one thing yeah, and like, from that letter it sounded like it had been repetitive um behavior behavior that's why i don't feel he should have been tried as a child that's why i feel like one of those oh things, i don't think he was would, no no well, no, no. Just back to our point like i think it's case by case in, in this sense because it it seems like it was repetitive behavior he obviously was abusive towards her period you know, and he knew obviously what the fuck he was doing. So in this situation, I think that he was properly given. Yeah, because there's just too much. I'd like. I think it would go along with what you're saying. Like, there's enough to see there that he would have continued the abusive behavior, not like it was a one-time impulsive situation. Yeah, yeah. That's just my thing. The family of the family um, said in some statements they wanted him. Uh, to get the death penalty. That's, that's impossible. <laughs> People, please fucking read your fucking laws. Yeah. So you cannot give the death penalty, at least now, you cannot put an underage person in the chair. That's what they wanted. Um, and I understand why. Like, as a family, yeah, I'm right, right. get it. But it I'm was just like, like, I just want to want for my daughter. We, we need to at least 
be yeah. reasonable. Be reasonable within the yes. laws and, and understand that Accurate. that's not going to happen. So that life with and after 33 is what he got. So Anthony is currently serving his life sentence at the Madison Correctional Institute and on his inmate report record on the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction website assessed that he would be eligible for his next parole board hearing in December of 2045. Damn. And then my last thing here is just, I find it funny, a little LOL. He is also currently looking for a pen pals. I found his pen pal website. <laughs> Can you blame him? You know, pretty young. No, I have to read this for you guys. It's little, little about me. Yo, I'm going to read it. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me read his. Hello, it's blowing up. I thought I, okay. <laughs> you guys, look, this is him right now. June 2020. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. My name is Anthony, and I'm hoping to look for someone whom I can build with and really get to know. Someone who is willing to accept me for my flaws. Okay, and vice you have bigger than flaws. Flaws. Are you in prison for life? For, forget that <laughs> you're in prison for killing somebody right. who was your significant other. Right. Pregnant child. with your child. Yeah. Well, I'm 24 years old. I'm Mexican slash Puerto Rican with lots of tattoos. Love sport, music, and working out. Sorry. Yeah, that's all you could do. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might throw a couple of playing cards in there, but that's pretty much it. Sorry, but I don't want to explain much about myself and spoil the whole purpose of getting on here. Oh, so please hit me up if you're willing to give me a chance and see how strong a friendship can become. Uh, nah. And it's funny because it gives all these facts about him, like his astrological sign and like all these things. And yeah, so all his little pen pals can even email him and all that. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is just so funny. That's, that's I cannot. Right? I've never seen one of these things. I've never I've never been I've never been somebody's pen pal that I didn't know. Like everybody who you know that was I in, grew up with everyone that was in that you were writing got locked up we and know. I've always write, wrote, you know. And it's because once again I believe that if you're a juvenile you could still get help and that's just what I believe. That's what I wanna do once one day. Um so well, I don't know. Um, I, I completely agree with you on that. I, I think I, my thing is just like it's not even so much that like he got charged as an adult, which okay, you know, I understand why, even though I don't agree with it. It's just the fact that they get put in prison with adults as sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, no, they get put in a different pot. Yeah, like a different section. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they're still with like adult inmates. Like they mm -hmm. do have to mingle with adult inmates, and I just feel like that's not. I feel like prison makes prisoners worse, especially somebody who could get help. Maybe you're right. Maybe he can't get help, like personally, because he was violent. But I feel like at 16, case, you, kind case. Of, you you kind of repeat what you see at home. So he probably, you know what I'm saying, like had a, you know, it, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, it like, doesn't say nothing about that. So I can't disclaim it or, or not, yeah. you know. But so could I, be, could be. Yeah, right, right. So I just feel like if he didn't have a, a record, like, you know, obviously he, Oh, there were other. Oh no, that was the wrong. <laughs> I was gonna because at first, I mean, Anthony Ruiz is a pretty common yeah. Hispanic name, and the first one I pulled up was not him, and it had all these other charges. I'm like, when did he have time to commit all these charges? He went no, to prison but, you know, at 16. I did think obviously he had to be punished. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying oh, just let him out. Right. But I do think that he should be put. Well, now he's 24. Well, but then he got yeah, that. Yeah, no, 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 he yeah. should have been put in a place where he was like, you know, in 
which is it's a juvenile with juveniles. They should have a juvenile prison, even if it is not in every count in every like like state. Like you could have some like in the West Coast, some in the East Coast, some in the North, some in the South, and then that's how you distribute. Yeah. You know, juveniles. I I just that's what I believe in. I don't know if in Ohio, cause okay, so uh, the whole name. I'll go back to it. It's Ohio Department of Rehabilitation. So they make a point in making out their name. So I don't know if maybe somehow in there they try to rehab. I mean, they, some. Yeah, obviously they they uh, do. But I I like what well, like I said I've I've read enough cases and stuff. But like the programs are not. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. No. The they definitely need more mental health reform and like mm-hmm. skills and tools yeah. in any of our um, judicial systems and stuff like that. I, I definitely do think. That rehabilitation should be a really big part of it because I agree with you. People can be rehabbed, you know, especially things like that. Crimes, honestly, the, the whole criminal thing is just such a gray area because it's like you do have to take it case by case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you really do. And then unfortunately, it's like some people, you know, shouldn't be tried at all for what the fuck they do. Like for instance, these girls that are getting, um, you know, in prison for killing. They're sex traffickers right. or they're rapists. Correct. Why? Because yeah. they killed him. Okay, he deserved to die. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's not like he was an innocent man. But mm-hmm. we we always talk about how um well actually we brought it up earlier. Like I feel like our nation just in in, in general protects a lot of like rapists and pedophiles, whether yeah. it is giving them small like sentences or giving them um like that type of um, or nothing at all or nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but giving them that type of protection, like yeah. He was killed, but it wasn't like it was out of nothing. Out of nothing. Exactly. It wasn't. It was innocent. And like a lot of people don't understand how like that worked. They're like, well, why did she kill him? Or you know, when they were doing, they weren't abusing them at the time. But like all of that's built up. Yeah. Build up like right to the right moment. Yeah. To like either try to escape or to you know, and a lot of those girls just unfortunately don't have nowhere to go. A lot of those boys, because a lot of boys get sex trafficked, and people don't like to talk about that. They don't have nowhere to go, and um, you know what I'm saying? So they have to like think it out because there's not help for them out there. Right. Yep. I think our overall our whole justice system needs some serious changes because it's changes. it's very narrow. It's very like one way street. One, type of yeah, it's very uh one one size fits all. Yeah. yeah. It's like no, some some they need to be case by case because some cases yes, yeah, some cases no on this and that. It's yeah, very much like that. I agree. So that was my case, Great of case. Jennifer Sacarias. Nice case. Yeah, nice. I was excited that I was in the U.S. too. I know. It's <laughs> so like, yeah, let's bring home a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did it say where she was from? She was, oh, good question. I did not look that up. Okay. I want to guess. Don't guess. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that would be a bad guess. Yeah, but yeah, I think I, because I think I heard, I wouldn't say I want to guess because I had heard her dad talk. So, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Nos fuimos. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to La Chica Still Crime. We hope you join us next time for another episode full of crime y chisme. Give us a follow on all our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, which we will list in the description of the episode. Please also rate our show and leave us a review as this helps bring awareness to our podcast. We appreciate it. Gracias.